Hello and welcome to Climactic. I'm Mark Spencer, your host for today's episode. And today is something different. We are featuring an episode of another show, a competitive news comedy show called Newsball, on which I was recently a guest. I brought some stories on environment, on climate change, and on the ozone hole. But the two hosts of Newsball, Luke and Riley, brought the laughs and the humor and the good-heartedness. And that's what I felt like we needed this week. I'm not going to lie, the news in the last couple weeks has been intense. And every once in a while you need a break, a laugh, and some fun. So keep that in mind and settle in for an hour of fun with a couple new friends. I think you'll really enjoy Newsball and warmly welcome you to go check them out. There's a link to their show at the very top of our show notes today. So without further ado, here's Luke and Riley from Newsball. And just a message to any parents with children listening, this episode does contain mild, explicit language. Headlines happen before. Once, twice, ten times? Let's find out. Two men enter, two men leave. It's time for News Ball. It's News Ball! It's News Ball. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of News Ball. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Hickey, joined today by my co host, uh, Riley Norton. And Hello. Riley, I tell you what. Um, don't freak out, because uh, if you look to your right, that you were actually not alone today. Um, there's it's someone else. Synth. It's not a real person. No, right? uh, past that. If you look past that, it's just another synth. There's someone else here. Don't talk about Luke's bandmates like that, Riley. <laughs> they have feelings. Well, I tell you what, this is a landmark episode because we have with us the host, the prestigious host of the Climactic Podcast, Mark Spencer. Mark, wow. hello, 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 gentlemen. Big fan, long time listener, first time you know joiner. Yeah, cool. There you go. That's nice, man. Well, it's good to have you here. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this. Hmm. Uh, so usually, I tell you what, each week we take it in turns to present a current news story and a similar historical event to each other. But today it's a little different because we have a guest. We've never done a guest before. Yeah. So we just took this opportunity to to pile the homework on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance to do less work? Yeah, we'll for do us. a collab. We'll, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure, sure. yeah definitely. Sure. Um, so yeah, a little bit different this time because the stories today are brought in by our prestigious guest. That's a good word, a eh? prestigious. I, yeah. I'm going to keep You've using said it. That. Yeah. yeah, let's you really can go back on to that. That doesn't set up, you know, false expectations yeah. or the you incredible, know. genius, <laughs> smart, funny, charismatic, very attractive too. So yeah, yeah it's great, Mark Spencer. Excuse Ooh. me, while I have a panic attack. <laughs> He's got great hair. Um, Currently under a beanie, but you can all beanie. imagine it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Theater oh, of the mind. I'm imagining. Just think it. of great hair. Wow. Uh, well, before we start the show, it does help to uh, give us a five star rating on iTunes, as well as leaving a review slash telling a friend. But before we get into the whole podcast, I want to give our prestigious guest here <laughs> a chance to uh, to talk about himself in in his podcast. So, Mark, who who are you? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, I just I I woke up and I'm out here in Baldwin South, and if anyone's hearing this, please send help because. I don't see any other houses around in the distance, honestly. This is a... You're stuck here now. Well, like, look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am the host of a, a climate change show, which means I should care about nature, right? But I've got serious, like, agoraphobia being this far out of the city, I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> like I'm really happy we're above ground and not down in your bunker right now. Well, you know. I, don't tell me Newsball doesn't have a bunker. Of course we have it a had bunker. one. Yeah, yeah. It's it, being leased at the moment. We, we can go there later. It's fine. <laughs> Who is leasing your bunker? I don't know. Air, bed, and bunker. 
That's actually a good business. Airbnb, that's yeah. what that is, right? Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AirDnB is another thing I really want to do. Like, really? Just, I don't, I don't know. Air Dungeons Wait, and Dragons. Is that playing yeah, Dungeons and Dragons while skydiving? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so yeah, uh, when I'm not here goofing off with you two, I um, yeah, I, I co-founded a podcast all about the climate crisis because hey, we're not depressed and angry about enough stuff. So yeah. let's like pile it on. Um, but no, honestly, I, I moved to Australia a few years ago and I thought, hey, this is great. I'm not in China anymore where I, where I was for a few years. Uh, your air is clean. Yeah, I can't make bricks out of the air here. Yeah, I know. It's actually, it's a really, <laughs> it's a shame for all the local brick makers now actually have to make it out of like, you know, mud. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what is this? they can't just like vacuum the air and take enough carbon out to... Make bricks. Maybe soon. Think of the carbon yeah. miles. Just of wait. The bricks. Just wait. Just wait. Coming to a town near you, air bricks. Yeah. Liberal government. Got your back. <laughs> We're going to solve the housing crisis. Which housing crisis? There's one. Don't worry. I'm and scared, man. I'm, you're making me scared already. I, we haven't even started the stories yet. And I'm looking like, oh, okay. Jeez. Well... Mm. Anyway, so as I mentioned before, we usually uh, either I will tell Riley something or he'll tell me the stories. We've never heard it before, but now me and Riley have never heard what Mark's going to tell us. So mm. he's got a couple of stories to run through. Yeah, get ready for a whole bunch of me and Luke stumbling over riffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is I'm relying on you two, so I'm going to bring some news. You got to bring the jokes, <gasps> oh, bring shit. the quips, bring the riffs. You know, I, I was telling this to a mutual friend that I was going to come on your illustrious program to can play the uh, the hyperbole game. You know, your your prestigious show. No, you've already taken prestigious. Yeah. So, so yeah, illustrious, um, infamous. Some oh, yeah. whoa. And he said, oh, it's going to be great to have like you guest judging the stories that Riley and Luke bring you. And I said, oh, no, <laughs> no, they flipped it. They done turned the game and I'm bringing them the news. Yeah. And they're judging me. Yeah. Well, I'm, the I'm a guest. I was going to ask about that. How are we going to do? Should we, are we judge? Is he oh, we'll judge us? him. Uh, we'll judge him. I'm judging right now. <laughs> you two are out competing the higher score you can give me. Okay. I think. Oh, well, 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 well. <laughs> so yeah, I, I brought a, I brought a few stories today all about, yeah, climate stuff just to make you feel really good and happy and hopeful and tingly right, on cool. the inside. Don't stress, man. I feel bad all the time. I'm there. <laughs> I'm with you. So should we get into it? Yes, let's do it. Yeah, I'm all right. feeling it. Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so ripped from the headlines, I've got a story about something that happened 30 years ago. That's that's how yeah, we've works, done that. Right? Yeah, yep, we've that's done how that. works. We've done Good. retrospectives before. Don't stress. Breaking news: Thirty <laughs> years ago, <laughs> I was. I thought I had the the. I've got the byline because I think if you're gonna, you know, excerpt someone's work and kind of laugh at it like you did the poor hardworking. What was it? The Sun or some other? <laughs> oh, it was yeah. When you rip the shit out of someone's work, at least also say the numpty who wrote it right like i don't think it had it on there i, I would have yeah. done it no it said it ri- my when the media one was written by staff writers because <laughs> um, they wouldn't attach the name to it because it was trash yeah no one proof this i'm yeah. really glad they actually protected their reputations yeah like, exactly. by not associating <laughs> anyone with that oh, stripe i feel you, guys are you still worried about that one in seventy thousand chance of that asteroid every like, day i, w- yeah, I woke I, up screaming last I night wake up oh then you're night. gonna love this story <laughs> this is a much higher than one in seventy thousand. wait what what anything to distract me from the medial man all right so if i told you luke and riley that um this is a time of great political unity and uh, clarity of action on the climate crisis would you agree with me um, if I looked deeper under the surface than the alt-right versus the alt-left, yes, I could possibly agree there's a bit of unity there. Because I, I don't think that's the case at all. And I'm going to tell you how it was a lot better 30 years ago, surprisingly, than right now. And oh, that now man. we are in a really broken, fractious, terrifying time. But hey, it was it used to be better <laughs> under Reagan. Well, so that's those were the days, one. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know... That's what I always say. We should get a famous person to be president. Someone that was already famous before, <laughs> before their career. You know, someone that then, built their Then we know what they stand the for, up. right? They've got a track record. Yeah, daddy didn't give them anything. They built it all from the bottom <laughs> to the top. Not one of these shifty politicians is going to flip yeah. flop on issues. Anyone that's given us a, only given a small loan, like any, like maybe a million. That's a tiny loan. <laughs> like just yeah, no, like like a not million including in inheritance. Income. You can inherit what you want. Well, that's but, fine. Everyone inherits heaps of money. That's, and we should yeah, definitely yeah. not tax that. No, no, no. no. Have a tax heart. Have a heart. 
<laughs> what do you want roads and schools <laughs> fuck off lame yeah. <laughs> what a nerd uh, we're in Belgrade man we don't need roads <laughs> so 30 years ago all 197 countries got together did you know how many countries 197 like I feel like we should each start three other countries so it's easier to remember a flat 200 like okay 200 also feels right yeah 200 why why stop yeah. so close either get three more or drop seven and then yeah. like then some country like some ethnic minority in a country is like man it really sucks not having any representation we really want to start our own country it's like no that'll be 201 so nah yeah, you can't you can't yeah. we're full <laughs> like we're full the books are full you have to leave <laughs> sorry south sudan yeah, yeah. it's no it's the bouncer thing sorry ladies one in one out <laughs> <laughs> so of course 30 years ago all 197 countries in the world got together to ban the gases damaging the Earth's ozone layer. This won't be news to you guys. Cool. It's all about the ozone crisis. Yep. And this is where we can play that that sweet ozone song. Oh, which, Ma- which one? Maya. Oh, Maya. <laughs> it, it can it be the background music as you talk about totally. it? Totally. Like, and the world is not going very good. With Maya. <laughs> without ozone. <laughs> oh, those were the days when we had ozone on our airwaves and in our atmosphere. <laughs> That's why you could breathe so deeply, all that ozone. Anyway, go on. Sorry. So, of course, we fixed the ozone crisis. Yay! We, we're not all covered Yay. in melanoma. Um, but now we need to unite to combat an even greater threat. And what can we learn from 1989, other than, of course, fashion? And the, and the year that one of us was born. Good year. So, you know, <laughs> that person must be old. Pretty, oh, God. I've aged myself. Oh, shit. They had their shit together back then, Luke. You're probably better put together than... We all had mullets. It was great. Yeah. Neon clothes. Of the people in the room, I'm pretty sure we've already discussed this off air. I'm the only one to have ever had a mullet. That's true. <laughs> Child Riley has or had a mullet. It was yeah, so The good. ultimate mullet. Oh, I think so... you can still hear it in your voice as well. <laughs> yeah, it does actually put a permanent twang on your accent. That's actually a fact. Also protects your neck. So oh, I don't like that. <laughs> and as the Wu Tang clan were saying in the late eighties, got you gotta protect your neck. That's actually what a lot of a lot of Wu Tang songs were about Australian culture. You and mullet. Protect your neck about growing a mullet. Um, bring the motherfucking ruckus actually is about driving up in a Commodore. So <laughs> I knew it. I wasn't sure, but I was like, I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what that's about. Um, cream. That's actually about uh, Browns, a milk company from Western Australia. <laughs> Now that's niche. Then it's actually, <laughs> it's about legitimate cream. Everyone's like, "Oh, cash rules everything around me." It's actually um, funny, fun, funny fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually like it. It, that, it was a misspoken word from Ghostface Killer. Oh, really? <laughs> when, he said, when he said cash, he meant to say cream rules everything around me. <laughs> from the dairies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. So nowadays we've got the anti-globalist chest-thumping of Brexit, Donald Trump, and the Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro. You know, it may sound like the stuff of folklore that 30 years ago we were all getting along. There must have been some big, overwhelming threat that everyone sort of got together to fight against. And, you know, we agreed on an ambitious plan of action and we made it work. And, of course, you're both thinking about Godzilla right now, aren't you? I'm actually just thankful that you've come onto the podcast simply because now I know how to say the word Bolsonaro. (laughs) Sorry, but I've read it many times. I'm like, oh, he's fascist. Bolsonaro. <laughs> Bolsonaro. There we go. Bolsonaro. Yeah, nice. So the Montreal Protocol, which came into effect 30 years ago, was drawn up to address the alarming thinning of the ozone layer in the Earth's stratosphere. God, I sound like a teacher right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I'm like, learning. I'm, I'm, sit- I'm sitting at the front. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm those nerds. It's like, yeah. I'm sitting next to the teacher. Top Oh, that. my God. What a nerd. You damn nerd. Legit teacher's pet. Just when I'm like using this, you know, school teacher's voice and everything, just imagine I am sitting, you know, backwards on a chair with a baseball cap backwards. I'm the cool teacher. Like, let's oh, yeah. let's rap kids. Oh. Let's talk about the ozone hole. Yeah, he's actually wearing his beanie backwards right now. Yeah. <laughs> when are you kids give me a beat? I'll tell you about the environment. It was the first agreement in the history of the United Nations to be ratified by all 197 countries. Whoa. Um, yeah, Mars, you guys are the songsters. I'll leave it to in well, your court. Yeah, you know, Mark Spencer of the uh, Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the oft-forgotten 38th member of the Wu-Tang Clan, Mark Spencer. 
He, he had sweet bars though, you know. Yeah, like he did, yeah. drop, he did drop fire, much like the ozone layer threatened to do. To <laughs> Good segue, nice. Yeah. Teach, do my best. I'm aware. I'm like acutely aware that there's three people in the room, and I'm like, oh man, it's going to be so hard to like. Well, four people there's in the room, four rather. People in the room. <laughs> Sorry, it's so hard when one of them's silent. <laughs> I, I realized at the start, I was like, shit. I never, I never mentioned that Alex was here. Do I say anything now? We, we have a guest as well. Hey, Alex, everybody. Woo! If you shout loudly, you can be on all three marks. Mics. <laughs> you can be on one of the marks. <laughs> Since it came into effect on the 1st of January, 1989, more than 99% of the gases responsible for the problem have been eradicated and the ozone hole, in square quotes, in scare quotes. Yep, yep. Which, in the late 80s, vied for headline space with the Cold War, Diana, Princess of Wales, and Madonna, is receding in the sky and the memory. So that's good news. That's We've great news. It. But how did they do it? That's, uh, I would like to know, teach. Duct tape, probably. <laughs> I'm going to say duct tape. Before duct we get tape. into it, I'm, not, I'm actually, I'm pretty highly confident it's duct tape. And cable ties. I was in pub trivia the other day. I'm pretty sure I answered this already. It was duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Just just to uh, to extend on how true that is, um, so the ozone hole label is a misnomer. It's not a, a hole. It's if you imagine imagine an onion, and you imagine that outer layer is is the upper layer of the atmosphere. It's not a hole in the onion. It's a thinning like a lens. Are you trying to tell me right now that ogres have layers? <laughs> ogres have layers. <laughs> This is why we were unable to solve the climate crisis until Shrek came along. Yeah, that exactly. beautiful, beautiful metaphor. And when you peel layers of the ozone, like onions, it makes you cry. Just going to drop Sorry. another fun fact here. Shrek, once the highest grossing film of all time. No. Yes. No. Sorry, Shrek 2, I meant to say. No! No! <laughs> that makes oh. it worse. <laughs> it I'm, I'm holding out for Shrek. What is it? We've already had Shrek 3. Shrek 4, maybe, you know, as no, well? No, uh, it's uh, Shrek Happily Ever After. That was a TV series. I think we're up to Shrek Dude, 6. How do you know this? Cool. Well, I'm waiting for the Shrek 6 Inconvenient Truth 3 you... collab. <laughs> like, yeah. that's when we really know? fix things. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a huge fan of that. You know, any sequel is yeah. is Mall Cops Two, Electric Boogaloo, yeah. but but Shrek Six and Inconvenient Truth Three, Electric Boogaloo doesn't quite do it for me as much. It has to rhyme with six as well. Like, well, that's why because you got to put a hole in there and then say the boogening afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Get this man to Hollywood. Oh, oh my God, such talent. Oh, <laughs> speaking of back slapping, and that was that was a good one. That was a thigh slapper. I'm, hey. I'm slapping your thigh for that. According to the latest UN study, the ozone holes there were actually two, one for each pole because we have a matching set, which is nice. Oh. Uh, they're healing at the rate of one to three percent a decade, and will have completely vanished in the northern hemisphere, the lucky fuckers, by the 2030s, <laughs> and the southern hemisphere by the 2060s. This is cause for back slapping but also frustration that the world has not been able to unite as effectively over the climate and biodiversity crises. Here are half a dozen issues why not. Yeah. Imagery and language matter. I don't know if you you guys on this podcast understand that communication is important. It might be news. <laughs> uh, but, could, be, could be fake news, though. So <laughs> could be fake news is also very important. Um, uh, the satellite animation of the changing atmosphere over the Antarctic that we all know and love from 1985 when all of us weren't born yet yeah hell yeah oh, i was at springsteen madonna way before nirvana there was you two and blondie there was and ozone. music steel on mtv <laughs> the hole in the ozone is gonna destroy the poles <laughs> but we're still preoccupied 1989 oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Could have gone either way. Kudos to me for piecing that together. Yeah, wow. That Normally I have brilliant. to pause the pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could do the whole song if you want. Give me, like, every single time we go, I could be like, I could redo the song. Patrons only. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you can get to our Patreon on. It doesn't exist. So, <laughs> so now no one gets it. Are you happy yeah. now? You can send cash directly to... <laughs> <laughs> just, just, well... The wind. I just figured out which of the four of us I had to dox then. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah, thank you for refraining. Yeah, I was like, I'll hold it. I was like, I was either going to be, I'll hold it, or Luke will bleep it. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, we'll avoid the work. We'll just cut it out. Um, so there was no ozone hole. Scientists lied to us. Yeah, that was a that was a misnomer. It was a mislabeling. There was no hole in the ozone. But that was such a striking, easy to understand metaphor for us dum dums mm. that it helped really convey the urgency. And and today we're filled with um, you know, by contrast, many people today feel distant from climate problems. Yep. Just like ogres and onions. Easy to understand. Exactly. Yeah, nice, nice. And, you know, we're usually illustrating, you know, climate problems now with images of polar bears uh, filled with caveats and, and headline. And uh, it's really hard to read The Guardian easily. <laughs> like, this is some heavy stuff. This is not like over your morning toast. This is like... Yeah, I know your pain, man. I know your pain. <laughs> uh, 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 bring me the sun. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's also hard to read that as well because they don't even, they don't even edit it right. at all. So. We tried to bring you the sun, but you cleaned up the hole in the ozone. <laughs> <laughs> Let it in. Let it yeah. in. <laughs> so the the wording was very important. Uh, safety first, they say, you know, start acting. Um, use the precautionary principle. If in doubt, cut it out. Um, speed counts. I'm just going to... Yeah, zooming yeah, through these yeah. and following this advice, speed counts. Uh, governments temporarily put aside Cold War hostilities and united rapidly around a solution to the ozone problem. Now, that actually happened in real life. We didn't even need Godzilla. Like, this happened wow. 30 years ago. Oh, Leaders man. should lead. Whoa. Whoa, what? In the 80s, the environment Whoa, was no. not the polarizing issue it has become, but the dominant figures, including the U.S. President George H.W. Bush— the Soviet leader, Mikhail Gorbachev, and the British Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher, still had to overcome business interests, treasury doubts, and political short-termism to protect the future health of the planet. But they did it. They did it. They refused to accept the delaying tactics of chemical companies, some of which argued action should wait until the science was clearer. Today, are you, are you ready for the volume increase? Are you ready for Riley to start popping off? Today, mm-hmm. Trump... Up the pipes. I, I said the magic word. Bolsonaro and the Russian President Vladimir Putin represent fossil fuel interests, deny science, and undermine international cooperation. <laughs> now, did that clip? I'm not sure. But we'll see. No, no, we're good. Oh, we're in the, in, pulled it away. In the high yellows. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. The burden must be shared. The, the phased ban on CFCs and dozens of other ozone-depleting gases was an economic blow to chemical firms. Those poor... Or chemical firm. My heart bleeds for. My heart literally bleeds. Better than my skin is bleeding. <laughs> my, my eyes are also bleeding, which yeah. is weird. So, Everything's yeah. bleeding. It's not good. <laughs> so it said when I sprayed this thing on my head and in my face, I should avoid getting it in my face. But how do you spray something on your hair without it getting on your face? Oh, please, please don your gas mask first before spraying <laughs> your, your quaffed hair. But damn, you look good, though. You yeah. do. <laughs> I wonder, though, actually, you know, Stranger Things, how they got. Steve the Hair Harrington mm. in 2019's hair to be that good without <gasps> they Uh-oh. were they, they went like proper vintage you know they actually like used an 80s mall as the set for that really? latest season of Stranger Things I bet they fucking used real CFC hairspray um, well, it, it looked vintage it, you can smell it from yeah, the yeah. TV you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can smell it from here yeah but Steve it shouldn't be how it normally works but it it was good stuff it was the real real deal we'll say though that guy's hair is pretty crazy. It's great. It it's great hair. I will say, that I currently, this is just like a big tangent, which we can cut out at any stage, but I'm so thankful that I have not seen any spoilers for Stranger Things. I haven't seen the third season yet. And like the reason why I haven't, it's just the trash articles they always write about it. Instead of like the Game of Thrones spoilers that it was, where I was like, oh, this person dies and this person dies. Every article ever written about Stranger Things is always about how 80s Stranger Things is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's so 80s. It's like, like spoilers? Oh, it's Jesus. almost like it's set in the 80s. Yeah. I dumb am fuck. so, so sorry that I told you it was set in a mall because that's probably the most important thing that happens. Dude, I was going to say, whoa, whoa. Just hold like, back. No, to be honest, let's be honest. Just move. Just move out of that town. Go away. <laughs> like, at this stage, on your third monster, and this one looks a bit bigger than the other ones, You'd probably want to leave. <laughs> it's like Gotham. Why do you live there? Yeah. It's, 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 there's criminal, like, insane masterminds every, around every street corner. You know, just leave. Go to Metropolis or something. Actually, no, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> even even the DC Universe Central City, which is like a stand-in for, like, Kansas City, like yeah. a boring place, like, shit goes down there, yeah. too. It's like, the yeah. uh, reason why you'd stay in Gotham is um, uh, real estate's cheap, probably. 
It's got you know, to like, be. People right? keep dying. Yeah. So there's a lot. You know, there's churn. Yeah. <laughs> you know. This neighborhood's particularly cheap. Uh, the Joker does often work here. There's, there's a chemical factory down the road, but damn cheap rent. Do you guys have rent control? No, we've got population control. It's all right. Don't worry about it. You won't live, live long enough to worry about that. You know, the market, the value on this place was going up, and then Bane came in, and he really did just split the owner in half. And that's uh, with yeah. the owner goes the price. <laughs> Take back your rentals. Yeah. Oh, is any of those mugs empty? <laughs> no. I've, I've, got, I've got Yeah, one. go on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they expect one of us at the property, brother. The mortgage rises. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, nice. Well done. Oh. Oh, so, sorry. How do you like get back to existential so, yeah. terror after that? It's just... Well, Bane, um, Bane is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Bane, Bane is scary. And but <laughs> Do you know what else is scary? The impending heat death of the planet <laughs> true if it's worth doing it's worth improving so the original agreement all 197 countries did this montreal protocol the first time everyone had agreed on doing something and it was to cut out the use of ozone depleting chemicals awesome that that agreement 30 years on is still going however and it's actually been amended and it's been improved so this is kind of like a 30 year old commodore yeah right. <laughs> like like it, it later on got fitted with LPG, and now it's been electrified, and now we're cutting out um, HFCs. Electric Commodore is a good band name. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so is the Kigali Amendment. Whoa! Well, just me. No. Okay. That can be your solo project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the real angels and airwaves. <laughs> Looking at this list, uh, millennial like we're all guilty of being, might be tempted to conclude that the Montreal Protocol was possible because it came about in a golden age when leaders were smarter. God, yeah, they were. Look at our current leaders. Like, I mean, we're talking Reagan, though. Mensa. I mean, yeah. I, Fun fact, Reagan once said you could reverse a torpedo after it was fired. Aquaman could. Yeah. He had a hotline to Aquaman. <laughs> And he, and he probably acted with him as That well. could have been Bush, actually. I can't remember. It was one or the other. Uh-oh. You're throwing shade with that, like, these guys suck, I think. <laughs> Maybe it was because, uh, you know, politicians are more representative and populations are more amenable to scientific persuasion. But as anyone alive in 1989, and we're all looking at our token alive in 1989. Hell right yeah. Now, knows. Wearing the most 1989 shirt. These times weren't as simple as you think. They were more complicated. Yeah. Um, it was a more complicated time than that. Uh, the reality is that environmental action was easier then because the world had more ecological breathing room. Capitalism was less dominant and the corporate pushback and control over politics was weaker. The ozone hole was a relatively simple fix compared with the climate, which is the biggest, most complex, multi-dimensional challenge humanity has ever faced. I feel good. <sighs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You guys want to like just like hang out and yeah. beers? This Let's is great. Let's down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, yeah, multi-dimensional. I'm gonna end cool. this story one quickly with uh, just jumping forward in time a little bit to when we were all alive and and conscious. In 2003, the UN Secretary General Kofi Annan. We all remember him. He was great. Morgan Indeed. Freeman would play a great Kofi and I'm just waiting for that to happen with the, the yeah. story like we actually have a contact to Morgan if you want <laughs> is, is Morgan here can we speak to Morgan well I've been here this whole time Red <laughs> yes yep <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go because <laughs> yeah. this is as much of the impression as I can handle keep, keep up the good work boys yeah Called the Montreal Protocol, perhaps the single most successful international agreement to date. Sadly, that still applies today. And oh my god, Guardian, you know how to end on a downbeat. Oh. That's just... Oh. If we had our shit more together in 2003 than ever since... Or, or 1989. Mm. Like, oh, The 90s were a good time, weren't they? But we really didn't do the important stuff. Yeah, We had big jeans, though, and vanilla ice. So we did something. The biggest. Good. Well, to be fair, even entertaining. Even, didn't he try as well to get everyone to work together? And he say, "All right, stop, collaborate, and listen." Yeah, yeah he, he was talking about climate change. Yeah, yeah. The world is in trouble, and I'm here to 
fix it. When he said know. when he said ice is back, yeah, he meant like restore the you know the the ice the in in the you know the polar caps. Yeah, but he did he the reason why it didn't work is because he did like request an outlandishly large amount of vanilla essence to be put in the ice <laughs> that's being restored. <laughs> he was close though, you know, the visionary. Yeah, yeah, he tried. I think if he was successful, we'd still have a problem with the ice sheets being depleted because I'd be up there all the time just cutting off little cubes for my <laughs> for my beverages. Yeah, like yeah. vanilla ooh. ice would be, ooh. All right, so now okay. we feel really good that, hey, it was 30 years ago and we fixed the ozone hole. We yep. stopped CFCs. <clears throat> Those are the things that's that awesome. Were, yeah. Um, story two, this is from The Age, from the 23rd of May, 2019. Very recent. By Anna Sella, or Sela, S-A-L-L-E-H. You decide how to say that. Sela V. Chinese industrial areas identified as a major source of illegal ozone-depleting CFC gas. Cool. Yeah. Look cool. who's back with a brand new invention. <laughs> Look who's back. <laughs> <laughs> back again. China's back. <laughs> Communism. <laughs> John is back. John is back. <laughs> oh, story Destro- one was destroying so the long. earth. Now this looks like a job for me. Because <laughs> uh, we need a little less democracy. Oh, let's inject a little controversy. <laughs> we we'll deplete the ozone, especially with me. <laughs> So luckily this story has a couple key points and I'll just lay them out and then we can move on. Um, so yeah, ozone depleting CFCs are banned everywhere. We knew that like everyone banned them. It's like the only time that 197 countries actually said, yes, the bad thing is bad. And they didn't like yeah. decide to not say it because of politics. Like, so it was unanimous. Uh, but evidence last year showed many tons, many tons, like just many, many tons. And when you think about a ton of a gas... That's a lot of gas. You know, for me, like I'm now just thinking, and I don't know if you guys are gonna like this. I don't know if this reference will scan with anyone, but I don't know if you used to watch professional wrestling back in the day, where it's like it seems as though all the countries have come to an agreement together, and you're, oh wait, is that China's music? (laughs) (laughs) China comes out. Oh, it's China! It's China's back. China's hit the earth with the back of a chair. Oh my god. (laughs) He's fighting dirty. Ah! So it's kind of like if if our current reality was we were in the Matrix and there's the architect and he's planning everything out, but the architect is Vince McMahon. (laughs) Vis a vis, ergo, some (laughs) hit him with a chair. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it turns out many many tons of CFC eleven, which is the worst kind, were still being produced. Great. Cool. Air monitoring stations in Japan and Korea. Hit me again. Hit me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J- Japan and Korea got your one-two punch. Uh, they got air monitoring stations showing evidence China is a major source of the pollution, and continued CFC production contravenes international agreement. And if it's not stopped, it could delay repair of the ozone hole for decades. <sighs> no, I'm still good. Hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, at the time. It is um, when when it was initially agreed on that it should be banned. Uh, the head of the United Nations Environment Program told the New York Times investigation that illegal production of CFC 11 was nothing short of an environment crime which demands decisive action. Mm. The scale of that crime has now been quantified. Cool. Measurements and modeling have shown there's an extra 11,000 to 17,000 tons of CFC 11 per year being, fit, being emitted into the atmosphere. Bro, China, come on, come on. They turned it all the way up to 11,000. <laughs> Is anyone... What, what would a, uh, a lead researcher from the University of Bristol, uh, an atmospheric chemist called Matt Rigby, sound like? Uh, it'd be like, ear, don't feed the pigeons. <laughs> where, where is he from? Bristol, in English. Ear man, yeah. <laughs> from Bristol man. No, it's like ear. Oh, uh, Bristol's then... next to Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then. We found a hotspot <laughs> over somewhere near Shandong and Hebei provinces, said lead researcher Matt Rigby. Um, Classic guy. Matt Rigby be- is a very, you know, it's a Rastafarian <laughs> yeah. name. Oh, have you talked to my wife, Eleanor? Hey! Mm. Beatles joke! <laughs> yes. I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Some people have proposed that maybe buildings made in the 70s and 80s were being demolished more rapidly. <laughs> this is terrible. And they could be releasing this pulse of CSC-11 into the air. So maybe there's knocking down a bunch of old buildings that had this stuff in it. But, but we just didn't find that there was enough CFC-11 locked up in existing foams to make that possible. So they're um, making new illegal stuff. It's great. It's awesome. Like, the, the the shiny golden example of how we can work together on environmental issues. But has, why um, work together when you could work behind someone's back and do another thing? <laughs> and all it takes all it takes is one bad actor. You know, it's like you have, everyone's like just united, and then it's like, come on, you, you're ruining. You, you know, now the whole class has detention because you, you know, were just being naughty in the back. You yeah, know? Now the whole God. class is melting <laughs> and is doomed. <laughs> Who brought the Ark of the Covenant into class again? <laughs> oh, oh God. God. China, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, what will happen to the ozone hole now, you may ask? I do ask. Well, I have the answer. Oh. Thanks, age. <laughs> the hole was the largest in 2000 when it reached 30 million square kilometers, nearly four times the area of Australia. Cool. But by 2018, it had shrunk to 24.7 million. So, so more than 5 million square kilometers had, had shrunk off the hole mm-hmm. and was on track to be largely recovered by around the middle of the century or a bit after. Um, we don't know what impact the recent increase in emissions will have on the ozone hole, but it's, you know, it's not going to go down anymore. So that's fun. Yeah. The answer really depends, apparently, on whether or not these emissions cease. We seem to be really good at making people stop doing bad things. Not? Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to flag that. I was like, I don't... Do we? Are we good at that? Are we good at that? I think Mark's lying. Yeah. <laughs> I think I detect a bit of it's one of these sarcasm things. in here. <laughs> is the teacher telling us the truth? One of the great things I really enjoy about Newsball is that you guys are, are very earnest in your humor. There's a lot of... There's, there's a noticeable lack of sarcasm. So sorry to bring the mood down with the sarcasm. Uh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, geez. So, yes. <laughs> hey. I'm so happy about this. <laughs> it's yeah. le- legitimately great yeah. for you to be here. I it love is, actually, the holes is. in the ozone. Oh, so good. So, so moving on to uh, a third story, because I come prepared to make up for quality with quantity. Is... Uh, well, the thing is, you've already outclassed on both. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you brought this new thing that has never been seen before on news boards called information, which yeah. is quite. Uh... We usually have a tiny seed of information and just sort of make the rest up. Yeah, and sort of. Yeah, I've looked over. It's called journalism. I looked over to your phone to see your little script for a second. Yeah, you, oh, your little script. That was a bit condescending. My bad. But like, I just <laughs> no saw. Sarcasm, like, but I'm seeing actual paragraphs, whereas mine is listed as dot points. <laughs> There's some benefits to your way of doing things. There's some definite benefits. Uh, It's just, there's so much I'm drowning in information. Um, (laughs) And existential terror. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But to go back to a time before we were drowning in information, to go back to the halcyon days of 1989 and the Reagan administration, this is a story from Time magazine, which was last relevant in 1989. Um, The Reagan administration officials at first dismissed the ozone hole. Here's what changed. Uh, This is by Olivia B. Waxman from April 10th, 2019. And one key point from this is great. So this is not like, oh, hey, wasn't it great how we all just got along in the 80s and did the important thing and it all happened and went like shit through a goose. And it wasn't that smooth. Um, Is that a phrase? It is. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked over Riley's like, I've never heard that one. Shit through a goose. Which next time you see a goose now, you'll know that's very accurate. Oh, my God. He was right. In one end, out the other. It wasn't this smooth, though, getting the the Reagan administration over the line. Um, At the time, President Reagan was in the White House. Environmental policy hadn't been a priority for him and his advisors, who were more focused on fighting the creep of Cold War communism. Sorry, that deserves a better take. Who were more focused on fighting the creep of Cold War communism. Red menace. Mm. Or federal involvement in issues they believed the state should handle. Even the revelation of the ozone hole didn't change things, or at least not right away. Reagan's Secretary of the Interior, Donald Hoddle, was ridiculed in the press for reportedly saying in a meeting that an international treaty wasn't necessary to address the damage, and that Americans should just put on sunscreen and wear hats. (laughs) Could you imagine being ridiculed 
something you said in office. Yeah. Crazy. Being held to account <laughs> by, a, by a press, by a responsible press corps. Imagine world wasn't... leaders saying stupid shit all the time. That'd be so, that would be so dumb. I'm so glad we live where we do. Yeah, we live, <laughs> we live through that. That's fine. You know, oh, oh, man. We used to be in... bad, but things are Those out better now. times yeah. are definitely over. Do not open Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan's EPA administrator, Lee Thomas, tells Time now, looking back, that the president was supportive of environmental issues in his experience, especially when it became clear that there was business support and a market for developing alternatives to CFCs. So as soon as he saw that there was some money to be made, Reagan got on board. So it started off, uh, the U.S. and about two dozen nations signed the Montreal Protocol, the world's first ever global treaty to reduce pollution and phase out CFCs. The U.S. Senate then ratified it unanimously in 1988. Damn. Which, you know, I don't think that's hardly happened since. This is a great news story that, like, you know, the, the U.S. Congress can't agree on naming a post office. <laughs> well, it's pretty difficult, so, you know. I, th- I think they're quite surprised we still have post offices. They're like, what? <laughs> just email you, it, bro. You, just email it, <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was quite funny looking back on it and being like, no, you know, Reagan did have to come around to it, and as soon as he saw it, there was some money yeah. involved, and and there was a dumb shit quote out there from someone as an administ- from someone in his administration mm. saying, "Oh shucks, just put on a big hat, you'll be right." That is like so rich. It's a rich, creamy dessert of a sentence. You know, <laughs> like, wow, how dare you? You know, like, like, uh, you know, we're we're all burning, and it's like a huge risk of cancer now because of the ozone. Like, uh, heard of sunscreen? Yeah. Peace out. Why like, are you so upset about cancer? You've got chemotherapy. Relax. <laughs> we have cures for these things. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. I'm trying to think of like the most relevant kind of current like world leader quote that I've heard. But I can't. I'm like, I'm actually really struggling. Mostly not because I can't think of one. It's because I'm oversaturated. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready. all equally reprehensible. I, I could go back to like um, when I think it was Malcolm Turnbull in Australia who was like, if you want to buy a house, get a better job. Get a better job, mate. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know, speaking for the, the greeny, you know, the, the environmentalist wackos that, that I'm a member of that community, uh, we really loved it when Turnbull came out and said, it. oh, yeah, climate change is the greatest moral challenge of our time. And then he proceeded to run the fuck away from it. So it's like, you don't, you don't say, here's the bar. If I was a moral person, I would do this. And then not do it, yeah. like, and then yeah. Well, that's what you did. You missed it. He was running away from the mic, but he was like, "If I was a moral person, I would do this." But I'm not. <laughs> See ya. Good yeah. luck, everyone. I'm gonna dump you with Scomo. It's fine. <laughs> oh, to be dumped by a country for Scomo, it's like it's to not be, even prettier. To be fair, to be fair, it is better than Dutton. <laughs> that's true. Uh, topical and. For for bonus credit to to take us you know out on a high note to oh. um to lighten the mood and add some levity. I'm getting worried that it's not going to lighten yeah, the mood. I'm feeling but... like I'm fe- I'm still getting used to the sarcasm thing, but I think that I'm feeling <laughs> something. Story number four, published July fifth by Daniel Turner, and Daniel Turner has a interesting pedigree, and we'll get into that at the end here. Um, it'll be kind of obvious where his views are coming from because uh. This is an op-ed published in Fox News. So, uh, yep. decades ago, the UN promised climate disaster, so why hasn't it arrived? Are we, we ready for this? I'm feeling good. I've got a really fair and balanced article for you guys. Yeah, you know? and balanced. Can we pull that media forward? You know, Can we bring that 1 in 70,000 down to like a 1 in 1? <laughs> just, <like, laughs> just clean it up now? Or? Like we do need some... Yeah, we need a Godzilla. We really, really do. Cause there's... If there's any time we've needed Godzilla, <laughs> it's this time. This fucking guy. What's, why isn't he here now? This, is, this guy is truly living in the me generation. Yeah. I want it now. <laughs> Instant gratification. And he starts off straight away with, with admitting to that. He says, I'm not quite old enough to remember the global cooling scare of the 1970s. Does anyone know what the hell he's talking about? Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. He's like, oh. Oh, oh was that not about temperature? Yeah. Or? The war of the temperature. This is cold in Russia, right? <laughs> and, and the media's drumbeat of the coming ice age that would end mankind. 
I, I think he might be thinking the Cold War was a, a war the on actual war yeah. of temperatures. Cold. It yeah. was a war between a dad and a mum over the thermostat. Of <laughs> Russia's exporting their like mum just had a whole lot of nuclear weapons planted at dad, and dad had a uh, mutually assured discomfort in the household. Really, like what if they'd broken the thermostat? Oh God, would have all been over. Disaster for all. Yeah. Well, dad was the sitting there like, put on a jacket, and mum was like, just put on a hat, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> your, your mum was Reagan's interior secretary? I think so. My mum was, yeah. 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 <laughs> Distracts. Um, so the global cooling, you know, comment was a link. And so I clicked on it to be like, what, what the hell is he talking about? And it just took you to like a search for every single Fox News story about climate change. It's like a tag search. Whoa. So I went out and did some research and, and here's the facts from Wikipedia. So concern peaked in the early 1970s, though the possibility of anthropogenic warming dominated the peer-reviewed literature even then, a cooling period began in 1945, and two decades of a cooling trend suggested a trough had been reached after several decades of warming. So it was it was thought at the time that the well the earth was getting cooler on average for two decades. Um so yeah, there was some concern at the time that we might be entering a period of global cooling, which we should have been, but instead it got hotter because of the amount of CO2 we were putting out. So, That's cool. So he basically, hey. like, the science didn't know what was happening in the 70s. Like, the models weren't as well worked out. Mm. So he points to, at the time, they didn't know what was going on. Oy. Ergo, nothing's going wrong. Everything's going to be frozen! <laughs> yeah. And so back to our friend, Daniel Turner. But I've been told many times the end is near by doomsday prophets who have frightened people into green orthodoxy better than any cult leader. It's like, no, Whoa. like, I'm I'm a pretty out there greenie. I haven't drunk any Kool-Aid yet. So wait, what's that, what's that behind you in that cup there? Is that, is that Kool-Aid? Oh, no, it's water. I'm sorry. Oh, well, sorry. This is artesian water from Norway. In a glass bottle I've reused about, you know, 80 times at this point which is still nowhere near enough to justify having a glass <laughs> bottle from norway uh it may so as well fresh, be kool-aid I, I have not had kool-aid since i lived in america actually mm. i have i was in america recently i never had kool-aid it's okay you didn't have the uh, heaven's gate flavor did you no at <laughs> oh. first i was like is that a f- <laughs> which i just want to say like he's not right like there have been much more successful cult leaders than oh, Bob Brown yeah. or Al Gore. Like, people have killed themselves because of Have you of cult ever leaders. heard of, like, the Rajneeshas or Jonestown mm. or, like, like oh my like, fucking like God. Like, all-star cults, man. They got results. Like, <laughs> exactly. We haven't managed to do anything on global warming yet. We're not successful. Uh, if, we, if we're a cult, we're a really bad cult. Yeah. It takes a big man to admit that, but maybe we're a bad cult. <laughs> <laughs> Take some better advice from better uh, cults. The, the Fox person is like, exactly. See, he admitted it. They're in a cult. I think for me, some of that pulls people into cults. I was watching a documentary about cults quite recently. It was called Wild Wild Country. It is about the Russian issues. It was fascinating. What draws people into the cults is the po- promise that they will get their end wet. So what you, need- <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, speaking from... You know, one cult follower to a cult leader over here. <laughs> um, Ooh, I've been promoted. If you want to, if you want to get people on board with this whole climate change thing, have you proposed being like, "Yo, let's change"? You know, let's fix this whole climate thing, and then you could potentially live to do the bedroom Django Tango. <laughs> you didn't mention they should have should led with that. Yeah. Let's fix the climate. <laughs> Speaking of not having sex, uh, this Fox News <laughs> contributor says, Throughout high school, I was told that chlorofluorocarbon CFCs and aerosols were tearing a hole in the ozone layer and it could never be repaired. Deadly UV rays would give us all cancer because I used spray deodorant. I switched to roll-on. He's a fucking hero. Dude, I, I, oh my God. a martyr even. you know. Wow. I switched to roll-on a long time ago as well, actually. I actually do quite like a roll-on deodorant. So do I, actually. It's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, wow. Well, Fine, like the spray like really dries out my pits. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to something that might dry out the earth. Then came the mother of all doomsday scenarios, global warming. Oh, I thought you were gonna say dry pits. <laughs> <laughs> it blew away all other environmental issues like candles on a cake. 
God, he's a poet. Like a candle on a cake. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Deadly heats and floods. <laughs> and then Belder. the rain set in. <laughs> Polar works. bears dying. Alligators and sharks invading. TV shows, movies, books. That's really the sentence. I'm not. Whoa! Yeah, I know, right? He's, he's just listing. Me. Watch out! He's just listing things that he can think of now. <laughs> Cats, <laughs> lampshade, uh, door, bottles. <laughs> um, oh, um, desk, carpets. Um, uh, idiot. That's oh, me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dickhead. Oh wait, can I do me twice? <laughs> Former Vice President Al Gore warned we were all going to die from global warming. 30 years ago this week, the United Nations issued a global warming report that I distinctly remember. It predicted worldwide disaster. According to the report, the Great Plains of America would return to the Dust Bowl. The oceans would rise by several feet, causing low-lying countries like the Maldive Islands and Bangladesh to be underwater. The report said North Africa would bake into wastelands, rainforests would be gone, as would much animal life. And it was all because of fossil fuels, American greed, us, me. Switching deodorant did nothing to stop it. Tough lessons for a 15-year-old high school sophomore. And here we are, 30 years later, and I look back at the 1989 report, I think only this. What happened? I was about to say, like, when you said that America would turn back to the Dust Bowl, I was like, hang on, didn't last year... Like, California's in a massive drought right yeah. now. And didn't the entire state catch on fire last year? Pretty much, yeah. For, like, a considerably large amount of time? But, hey, it's okay, because it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Fox News guy said it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. happen. It's happening I'm right surprised, now. I'm guys, surprised that um, him changing his deodorant didn't fix that, though. I'm, yeah. Like, he took one for the fucking team. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You can't take that away from him. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's hero. A, he's a martyr. <laughs> he smelt bad throughout high school, and that's why he didn't get his end wet. And why he's oh, so angry now. It all, it all hooks together. Because, from Daniel Turner, the predictions in the report were not just a bit off, like my calculations in my high school math class. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my understanding of Shakespeare. Of <laughs> or my failed attempt to high jump. And my understanding of uh, climate systems. <laughs> the UN report was flat out wrong. It was 100% complete opposite, 180 degree wrong. He's like, it was 360 degrees yeah. wrong. The report claimed we had a 10-year window to fix this or it would be irreversible. It wasn't. The report claimed the Soviet Union would have a bumper crop harvest because of shifting weather patterns. The Soviet Union collapsed months later. So because the government collapsed of the USSR, what's funny, I looked it up, and the Soviet Union in Ukraine did have a bumper wheat crop. Hey. And and since then, everyone's been saying, this is really good for Russia. Like, oh my God, like we can grow so much more in this frozen tundra now than we ever used to. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Oh, it's because we got rid of communism. It's because so of... much better. <laughs> Ever since we could vote, we can grow more things yeah. from the ground. You know, Gregor, if you change climate, you could grow, you could grow wheat here. How much, you think? <laughs> much, could... much wheat. Would this help to get my end wet? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ah, good. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Anastasia will greatly appreciate uh, the profits that you bring for wheat. You could drive Mercedes instead of tractor. <laughs> Russian Mercedes. <laughs> but the UN continues to issue such hyperbolic reports. Its International Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, issued the latest one last December, and it, too, triggered a countdown clock. The phrase, we have 12 years to fix this, is parroted by almost... Every 2020 presidential candidate and their party's de facto leader, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York. On the bright side, we were told we had 10 years in 1989, so at least the prognosis is better this time. Way. Well, why issue, why issue another report without correcting the first one? That's not the scientific method. Can we ask for a correction? Here's a simple question. What did the UN report get wrong in 1989? After all, this is science, in scare quotes, and one is expected to believe in science, so let's lay out the facts dispassionately <laughs> and objectively, as any unbiased scientist would. Please identify the error and methodological change or formula or data point that has been corrected. Show your work. Otherwise, why should we believe you got it right 30 years later? Surely the IPCC has the means to do an after-action review. Since the report was issued, the IPCC has raked in over $150 million. I don't think many scientists are raking in a lot of money. That's $150 million. 
to run the largest peer-reviewed study in the world. I think, well, that's what, that's why people get into science, to, to make the mega bucks. Yeah. You know, so that makes sense. He's so rich. I mean, he's explained really well here in this very, very good line. Looks like there's a profit making a profit. Oh, hey, this that's that's pretty. Oh, that's why he got the job. Yeah, yeah, I see what he did there. Well, this guy is just a cool dude, hey? Like, yes, wow, no, oh. the coolest. Definitely Should... not warm, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, he's he's very cool. He never gets hot in summers that are breaking uh temperature records. He never, what June was the hottest, it was the hottest June in Europe ever. Last month, which was June. Yep. Updated the episode. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is an evergreen episode. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. So he, he brings it home here nicely and he says, He's still got more. Fuck. <laughs> Can we have the meteor like now, now? <laughs> yeah. Please. The UN has a 30 year track record of being wrong on this issue, apparently. So I take its report on climate change, and we have 12 years left with a grain of salt the size of the Maldives. So a grain of salt getting smaller every day. You could have, he could have picked a bigger place. He could have. He could have picked like literally like any other any continent and be like, oh great, but like he just chose. Oh, no, no, it's <laughs> fine. Just keep going. <laughs> In 30 more years, I'll be 75. I can't wait to read the UN report. Bro. And for his byline, Daniel Turner is the executive director of Power of the Future, a national nonprofit organization that advocates for American energy jobs. What kind of energy jobs do you think? Maybe solar, maybe wind? Maybe... We're going to get clean coal. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get coal. We're going to scrub it. It'll be lovely. Yeah. yeah. You'll um, have it. I went, I went to the Power of the Future website. Yep. And I checked out who they are. And they very proudly say, right on their homepage, who we are. They say, we are the voice of energy workers pushing back on radical green groups and the ideologues who fund them. Good. What's the most radical thing a green group has done? Uh, occasion, like Lately in Brisbane, the, um, the group Extinction Rebellion has taken to stopping traffic at intersections at 10-minute intervals and giving people vegan chocolates while they're waiting and then Ooh. saying, okay, it's been 10 minutes, we're going to let you through now, and then they're going to block the intersection again. And so, like, it's kind of like just a public awareness break. It's really bad. It's like it's <laughs> it's giving people vegan chocolates. It's just exposing them to to facts. It's really really bad. These chocolates yeah. don't even have. Do you know what? Them. You, I mean, and I'm not advocating. I I I actually listened to your episode where you interviewed some people from, from Extinction Rebellion. I loved it. You should check it out. Um, but um. You could really con Extinction Rebellion if you got that to do that on the corner on the intersection of Punt Road and Swan Street. It would take you ten minutes to cross that anyway. So you can really just stock up on your vegan chocolates for free. <laughs> Are you saying you just like do the block? You walk exactly, past the yeah. protest and then back like, around. Have we, have we seen you before? So yeah. Um, to sum up all that, um, we'd be chilling. Everything's great. You know. Good. Like, you stole the words from my mouth. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we fixed the ozone hole. And, um, well, we did. It may, might be coming back. Coming back to a town near you, uh, the Ozone Hole, especially if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, which we all luckily do. Um, yeah. But and, it's cold now, though. Like, it's oh, so, yeah, it no, can't be you, real. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Like, raining um, yeah, outside yeah, right now. It's literally raining so right cold. now. How could you tell me that it's ever going to be different than it's, that? It's never going to be summer again. It's, no worries. I like winter, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like winter because it allows me to read about how bad it is in other places. Oh, Let's wow. me catch up, and then when it's forty five degrees here, I just like I curl up in a ball underneath the AC and just I like summer hibernate. Yeah, like a bear but reverse. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! That's well, just like that. Uh, that's the thing though, as well. And there's always going to be like he just seems like he's from that generation of people that would be like when you go, oh, it's really hot today. It's like. Like that's this like it's something that older Australian guys yeah, you don't know what hot is <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you know and that's how he's just gonna be like you know when he's be like he'll go to like he's gonna be the one that like flees to Alaska or wherever it is like perpetually cold because he's got the Fox News billionaire bunker there <laughs> and then he'll, and then he'll just be like. And he'll be like, someone will be like, oh, it's, it's actually quite warm today. Like, you don't even know what hot is. All of Texas is on fire right now. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, well, there you go. So, so that's that's the stories. That that was um four stories. There you go. So now I guess as as is protocol in Newsball, we go to the judges' table. So, Newsball protocol. Ooh, go into the judges' table. <laughs> Um, and here we are at the judge's table. Well, we just arrived. Clip, there you clop, go. Clip, clop. <laughs> Thank you. Just just give him four points. <laughs> <laughs> Get him to leave. And um, just to just to uh, suck up to Mark, I give you four points plus one. So you get seven points. There you go. I'm in a way to suck up a little bit more to Mark. Oh. You brought in four stories. So you can have four points. And they're all so similar. So you have another four points. Yeah, eight points. Oh, come on. <laughs> I can see. Okay. Well, so, and for the bonus category, I give you whatever Luke gave you, but more. <laughs> <laughs> the bonus category um, for this week is going to be the oh, cool category. Yeah. I said um, that a lot. Which I think I did too, which is uh, we're approaching. Uh, infinite points with yeah, that yeah. which is yeah interesting because uh, it's just it's it's so so cool it's so cool oh man so, so good cool. <laughs> thanks daniel <laughs> thanks for writing in yeah you want to hang out sometime dan yeah it's gonna be great oh my god uh so well done you get you got the most amount of points that anyone ever got you're actually winning the season so far <laughs> shit we actually we haven't been doing calculation points me and luke have got four points every week since we started so we're on like 18 but i think we give we gave you infinity so yeah We'll, so we'll contact you at the end of the, the season, season yeah, to, to collect check, the trophy. Check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not over yet. You might not, no, you know, maybe one true. of us will get infinite points. So. Yeah, 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 infinite plus one. Plus one, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Definitely. yeah. There you go. I think yeah. I think it's been fun being a canary in the coal mine, as it were, here. and You can you sort of work out how guests work. And, you know, maybe next time there's a way for you both to get points based on what the guest has brought I, in. Yes, that. I think this is, you know... You could score us on our bants. This is true. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Who is the banter king? Well, okay, there, there's, <laughs> there's, there's structural limitations because I'm sitting kind of next to you, Riley, and we're across from Luke. So the eye contact, I've, I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable because I've been staring you down. Uh, I was just staring time. back. Um, we got to name this episode. We do. Do you have any names in your head? No, I'm actually quite depressed, so I will need a moment. <laughs> do you have any names in your head? The Oh Cool Edition. Right? <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Okay, so I, I'm just gonna, I just have one. And yep. it's, it's it's not good as okay. usual, um, uh, and it's climate. We're in for some trouble. So, <laughs> so bad. So bad. I I I'm not a huge fan of mine either because I spent the bulk of that time, like of the bulk of the episode, thinking of something to say. And I was like, for the title, and I was like, trying to come up with a title based off of LL Cool J. <laughs> and I was going to call it the LL Cool J Variety Hour, but I actually L- I ended up landing on CFC next Tuesday. Hey. hey! That's the one. Yeah. Let's go with that one. It's got a weird specificity to it. Yeah. Which I like. yeah it's yeah. directed at someone that I didn't want to put directly into the title. But yeah, and I was like, yeah, I had a bunch of like CFC with like, re- all directed at Daniel Turner. With like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> you went right board on him. Like, oh. or something. <laughs> Boy. Woo. Oh, I, I for one have enjoyed very much this explicit rating on your podcast, and it probably oh, yeah, yeah. it too much. But can we bleep that? By the way, uh, <laughs> I'm we... trying to say less on the pod, <laughs> so you can bleep that too. Cool, cool. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well. Mark, it's been great having you here. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, as as existential as it got there, it's still a lot of fun. (laughs) I was pretty impressed, but also, you know, at least I had my bros to get me through. Exactly, exactly. Climb mates. Am Um, I right? (laughs) Hey, anyway, um, I guess that is the show. So I usually have to do a bit here. If you want to contact the show or suggest a story, you can get to us at Newsball Podcast. I always say at. I shouldn't. That's fine. Yeah, our email is newsballpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can um, find us on all social media formats at Newsball Podcast. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Riles Royce, Riles underscore Royce, I should say. Luke's is at Full Hickey. And uh, Mark, why don't you tell us where to find you? You can listen to Climactic at www.climactic.fm for your weekly dose of depressing things. 
Yay. And uh, we're at Climactic Show on all the socials. Excellent. Cool. And I guess just to round it all out, we always say, see ya. Bye, Matic. Hey. Nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. Very good. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Climactic, the flagship podcast of the Climactic Collective, a podcast network dedicated to lifting the voices of the climate community. You can find out more about the people behind Climactic and all the shows we produce at climactic.fm. We are a social enterprise podcast network, and we greatly appreciate your support. You can find a link to our Pausable where you can support us directly in the show notes of this episode or from our website. Thank you for listening, and from the whole Climactic Collective, keep up the great work and take care of each other in these climactic times. The Climactic Collective. This show is produced by Hear Media a boutique audio agency in Narm, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to hearmedia.studio. That's H-E-R-E media.studio.